I'm WSB's Clark Howard from Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to I'm WSB's Clark Howard from Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Fulton to Forsyth and all the Metro and Fulton to Forsyth and all the Metro and You'll get severe weather, a traffic riddler, or breaking news. Breaking news immediately accurate from the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB depend on it. The Mark Aram show is performed before a live studio audience. No. Welcome to the show and a good uh, Tuesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.07, 7 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Ruth Buzzy providing my coffee tonight on the program. (laughs) Thank you, Jennifer Griffies. Remind me, Longoria. Okay. Um, we're doing new liners. You know those, uh, you know, like Chris oh, Camp yeah, and yeah, Sabrina yeah. Cupid. We're mm-hmm. gonna. I'm gonna have new ones for you tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so let's, we need to refresh those. We okay. decided while you were gone that when celebrities are in and you get them to do liners, that you need to get them to do offshoot ones for Longoria and I when we fill in for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not a big enough task for me to get <laughs> yeah, them to do my that's, show. <laughs> that's exactly what he said. He goes, yeah. like, we can barely get them to do this. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of big name celebrity guests, Thursday on the show, Ray Liotta. Friday, comedian uh, Wendy Liebman in studio. She was uh, she was big in the 80s and 90s. Okay. You might remember her. I'll have to look her up. Yeah, look her up. She's funny. She's funny as heck. So I'll definitely get her to record a liner for YouTube. Yeah, bananas. one of those. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they don't got anything else to do. They're fine. You know, I wouldn't expect Chris Rock to do it, but I mean, I They're think we fine. could probably get them. Uh, gang's all here. Low T. Chuck screens the calls. Eating some sort of gummy bears in there. They're either yeah, fiber be... gummies. No, they're 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 or regular gummy bears. marijuana gummies. <laughs> uh, I would love it if there was you know some treats in here. But... You know that like that's the where, where pot is legal now, like Colorado and it's edibles. It's edibles. Yeah. yeah, people aren't like wherever people marijuana is legal. Yeah, people don't smoke it. They, they eat, it. eat it. Yep, cookies, brownies. That's amazing. Gummy to bears, me. suckers. I've never had anything one. anything like that. Mm-hmm. Now I've had food like that was release. cooked by stoned people, mm-hmm. but I've never had <laughs> food that actually had marijuana oh, yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. My buddy Nick in college used to make his famous chocolate cake. Yeah. So he'd get zooted off his mm-hmm. mind and then get a, a hankering for chocolate cake. We're poor and in college we didn't have a blender. So we'd have to like hand mix everything. So he'd make this chocolate cake, and because it wasn't awful. mixed well, yeah. there's like big pieces of scrambled egg in the middle of the cake. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah. was, so you're eating chocolate cake, and all of a sudden, right. oh, scrambled egg. Yeah. You can eat it oh, for breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had food made by stoners, right. but never stoner food. Stoner food, right. okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to start the show off with a story that I can't believe I forgot to tell you guys yesterday, either on the air or off the air. Okay. So when I, I'm home for Christmas break... And my brother, um, I've probably mentioned it on the air a couple of times, but he made a movie, a short film. Yeah, yeah. And he debuted it in the theater in my hometown. And we had like a little party. There was drinks and appetizers and, you know, showed the, the movie on the big screen. It was a great time. Awesome time. But like right in, it's in the downtown district. So right next to the theater, there's a couple bars. You know, it's like a little happening little 
for Connecticut, it's happening. Right, you know, it's right, like, right. It's like the center of the town in Whitefish, you know. You, exactly, where you got, I don't live, yeah. You got the movie theater, and you got, like, a couple of bars. <laughs> I'm sure there's a movie theater there. <laughs> so we're, uh, we're leaving my brother's premiere, and there's, like, people also leaving the bar, and there's a guy probably late 20s, early 30s, all right? And he's had a couple of, a couple of pops. He's, you know, he's feeling good, and he's doing one of those things. Let me see if I have my keys with me. Uh, checking my jacket pocket. Sorry, folks. Yeah, all right. So I have my keys with me. So he's doing, he's walking out with a couple of girls, and he, you know, you know where his mind's going. Like, oh, this, yeah. this could be a good night. Right, right. So he's, he's doing Four one of these one. things where he's spinning his keys on his finger. <laughs> right. Did you ever do one of those? Yeah. Yeah, when I was like 16. Yeah. So he's in that mindset. He's okay. like, I'm taking two girls out of the bar, blah, Look blah, blah. Me. And he's spinning the keys like this. <laughs> and I swear to God, like out of a movie, they fly off his hand. And straight down into the storm drain oh, on the street. He ain't taking nobody home now. And I'm, I'm watching this like, just like, did that just happen? Like, this guy's just wow. spinning his keys. Like, he's on top of the world. What an idiot. He's got two. Uber. Con- he's got two Connecticut fives <laughs> leaving the bar with him. Hey. So those are like hey. Atlanta twos. Yeah. Right. All right. So Connecticut fives and Atlanta two. <laughs> okay, okay. So he's spinning his keys, and then whoosh, the keys fly out, and without like nothing but net. Right. Didn't just, hit the curb, didn't hit the street, and no it bounced in. straight in. Shoom, straight down the storm drain. So my immediate reaction wasn't laughter. <laughs> I was just, Why not? Because I, I was just, I, was, I could not believe I just saw that. <laughs> right. Like, I thought I was on candid camera. Like, did that just really happen? Like, that guy's flinging his car keys, and then <laughs> shoom, boom, right in the storm drain. So I'm not even laughing. Just wilted. And the girls are like, oh, my God, no, 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 no. And he's like stunned. He's half buzzed, half stoned. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> yeah. And like a couple of people are like, oh man, like we we a bunch of people saw it happen. Yeah. And they're like we're all looking down in the storm drain. And it's not like a <laughs> like shallow you're one. Do something. Yeah. No, it's, it's one of those deep ones. It's a deep one. Like you can't hook. see anything in there. And I was like, I, I should have offered to help, but I didn't. Nah. Uh, you know, what am I going to do? There? Yeah, what are you going to do? Take take those girls home? Yeah, so <laughs> get the two, two Connecticut fives back to my parents' house. So I I stayed, I hung around the situation for like three minutes just to see if there was going to make any attempt. And he's like, I, I guess I'll call the cops. I don't know. You know, and everyone was like, seemed to be in agreement that yeah. call the cops and they'll they'll laugh at you and then <laughs> help you out. And then arrest you for being drunk. And they'll, they'll basically tell you like, all right, tomorrow morning, we're going to have to get the city out, you know, and take the Probably. grave. Because they have to take the man cover. Yeah, exactly. Then... So there's no way that he's getting them tonight. No. And there's no Uber in in this small town in Connecticut. No, there's so, not. No, no, no. There's not. There might be one taxi cab, <laughs> but at you know 11:30 oh. p.m. he's not going to be around. So I, I should have stuck for the betterment of the story. I should have hung you know right by that kid's side and oh, figured yeah. out what the hell happened. But <laughs> like I. It's just unbelievable to see these this kid's car keys fly directly into the storm drain, and f- so that guy went from on top of the world. Oh, just endless possibilities. Yeah, like who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. who knows? Yeah, who Could knows? Have been the greatest yeah. night of his life. Yeah, <laughs> two Connecticut fives. Two nothing. Back to your uh, apartment. To how am I going to get home now? Right, like, what right. am I going to do? And maybe he spun it well, and he went home with the two Connecticut fives. I don't know. I didn't stick we'll around. I should have. In hindsight. I should have been that guy's best friend for the next 12 hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Or at least the next hour. Yeah, Yeah. for the sake of the show, just to see what happens. So that that guy, (laughs) the look on his face, though, it was was the worst moment of his life that didn't really matter. That's the way I classified that situation. The worst moment of his life. 
that in in the long term really doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Like it's 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 a horrible thing. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. But in the long term, it, he's going to be fine. Right. He's going to live. He's going to get his. He's going to live. He's going to get his car keys. <laughs> right. He's got a good story. He might not get the menage with the Connecticut Five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, but that's a ten. Two, <laughs> two, two fives is a ten, right? <laughs> two Connecticut Fives is a ten. <laughs> two Connecticut Fives is an Atlanta Four. Yeah. <laughs> so um, glass half full, glass half. So I started full. thinking about. And and I want you to think about this too. Times in your life where it was, it happened to be, it was the worst possible thing that happened in that moment. In that moment, yeah. I mean, I'm not talking about death, losing right, a job, right. cancer, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But a situation where you're like, I can't believe that just happened to me right now. My life sucks. What the hell am I going to do? Because that was one of those moments. Like that, that kid again. He was late twenties, early thirties. I'm gonna. Side tour late late twenties. Yeah, you yeah. know, he seemed like a young, yeah. a young buck <laughs> on top of the world. Uh, for the rest of his life, he's he's going to be telling that story. Like, yeah, so I'm walking out of the bar, and I got uh, <laughs> I got Hildy and and Bertha with me, and you know things are going good, and like he just like. You know, I guess nervous energy. You just want to spin your keys on your finger, like, yeah, this is gonna happen, <laughs> and then shoot, flies in. No, it's not. So I want to hear the, and I'm putting this in quotes, the worst moment of your life. Again, not where someone's not the dead, actual worst. not the actual worst, right, but like right. something like that, that yeah. where it's like you just everything's working against you, and something like that happens. The one thing that I can comes to my mind is, um. This was 1997-ish. I just moved to Atlanta. This is uh, pre... It might have actually been late 96. Pre-cell phones, pre-text messaging, pre-internet, whatever. So I had... I mentioned when I was in college, I'd signed up for a bunch of credit cards to pay for my college education. <laughs> right. And one of them was... I think it was an American Express card. And one of the ways they got you to sign up as a college kid with this American Express card is they gave you five flight vouchers for American Airlines. I think it was American Airlines. So you can get five flights on American Airlines for $129 round trip, basically anywhere you want to go. Nice. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. So when I was living down in Atlanta and you know didn't have a lot of money, I could fly home on American Airlines for $129. I had five flight coupons. But unfortunately, American didn't fly to where I needed to go. So I'd have to fly to Newark, New Jersey. Ooh, they even have an airport? Yeah. I mean, it's actually not a bad airport. Okay, it's not okay. great, but it's out of the way for where I want to go. So I flew up, and well, I, was, I booked my flight to fly up. It was probably for Christmas or something. And all my buddies are were working the day I was, the morning I was going to fly up. And so the only guy that I knew that didn't have a job was a guy named Chris Bozzozzi. So, whom I named my dog after at some point. I named my dog Bazozzi. Really? Okay. So, I said to him, hey, Bazoz, listen, I need you to pick me up at Newark Airport. He lived in Queens, so it's not convenient, but he, he had nothing to do anyway. <laughs> right, he didn't have a job. Yeah, I'm landing at noon, Newark Airport. Pick me up. We'll go hang out in the city, blah, 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 and then I'll, from there, I can work my way in. He's like, all right, no problem about it, but, you know, December 7th, I'll be there noon. So, I land, and again, this is 1996 or 7, no cell phones, nothing. I land get my bags, waiting outside at Newark Airport, <laughs> waiting for a ride. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. No one there. And I have no way to, to get in touch with him, really. Right, right. So I go in, call his house, because there's no cell phones. Right. Nothing. 
I was like, all right, maybe he's on his way. You know, there, you can't get in touch with anyone. 1986, you can't get in touch with anybody. Yeah, if they're not home. Yeah. They're, if they're not home, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. it. Yeah. So I'm sitting outside Newark Airport four and a half hours. Wow, I wouldn't even have waited that long. <laughs> he does. I, 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 had no, I had no money to get. I couldn't rent a car. I was 22 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had, you know, I was stuck in Jersey waiting for a ride. Finally, my other buddy got off work at 5 p.m. and was able to pick me up in the city and Bezosi's like he had totally forgotten about it. He wasn't even in town. <laughs> like he was in Syracuse or something. Like totally out of the way. He's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you were coming, you know. Sorry about that." <laughs> nice. So that for that moment, that was the worst time of my life. Yeah. Waiting four and a half hours at Newark Airport waiting for Bezosi to pick me up. <laughs> That's my that was one of my quote worst moments of the life. I want to hear yours. Not life or death. Not when your parents died. Not when you got cancer. Not when you got fired. But a moment in your life where, like, everything in this world is against me right now. I can't believe that just happened. I want those stories now. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Arum. M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. I'm going to do this one more time. I did it last night. If you follow me on Instagram in the next 10 minutes, I will follow you back. Instagram handle is Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Stick around. The gang's all here. It's the Mark Aram Show on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Push the pool stick in your new crib. Same hand that you hoop with. Swing around like you stupid. Mark Aram. I think we really got something in. What do we got? An idea. What idea? An idea for the show. I still don't know what the idea is. It's about nothing. Welcome back to the show, 1023, 32 chilly degrees on Peachtree Street. Johnny Kilbasa will join us next hour with the very first fast food review of 2016. Marco kicks us off in Lilburn. We need more lemon plates. Marco, welcome to the program. How are you, hey, sir? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Worst moment All of your right. life, my friend. <laughs> I got a good one. Hope I have enough time. Okay. Um, I guess we, yeah, I graduated in 87 high school and uh, that summer, but before that, we used to go hang out at uh, subdivisions that they were just building, so we would just crowd around there, and people would drink and would smoke. And um, there was these two girls that you know came with these two guys in their own car, and my friend and I, you know, the the party didn't start to me and my buddy got there. Sure. And uh, so they're talking, and we're talking, but we always thought they were with them, you know, months, days, weeks, and um, so then one day, you know, everybody's starting to leave, or one night, I should say. Um, and these two girls, and, you know, they're about, you know, good eights, uh, both of them. And uh, everybody's starting to leave, and they're like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, well, we're nothing. They're like, well, you want to come back to our house? And, uh, Heck, yeah. Keep partying. <laughs> so we're like, okay, cool. My buddy was kind of like, no, because that next morning we had to go to the beach. With Whatever. The girl he wanted to get to. But I was like, no, we're yeah. going now. Yeah, you know, bird in the hand, so, absolutely. So we followed them to their house, and very big house, rich. Parents are on vacation, so we're there about 2 in the morning. And uh, we're having fun. They're making drinks. And, and she's like, well, look, my parents are gone, but my brother, he's a police. And he comes here and um, looks at the house for like 30 minutes. If you guys leave and come back, you know, everything will be all right. Okay. So we're like, all right. So we get their number. And uh, we're waiting at the 7-Eleven. Then we're like, all right, it's half an hour. We call the number <laughs> back. And just the wrong number. We're like, what the heck? Uh, they gave we you the wrong to- phone number. No, no, and, um, you know, but we couldn't, so we go back, we try to backtrack and see if we can find a house. We couldn't find it. We were like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, the next day, we go to the that place where we're hanging out every night, 
And uh, we see the two girls, and they're like, hey, what happened to you guys? And we're like, well, we, we called the number. You know, it was the wrong number. And, you know, so we try to backtrack and go back over there. And they're like, man, we had made sandwiches for you guys, everything. And <laughs> we were going to have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> they ignored us after that. Oh, uh, you could have had oh, egg salad was, sandwiches. Uh, uh, that's no. that's how. What year was that, Marco? I was eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. So you were four foot three. <laughs> good, good Sanjay story, size. man. Yeah, that was the Sanjay size story. Uh, Alex is up next <laughs> to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Alex. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. Uh, this story actually happened a few months ago. My girlfriend and I had gone to Ohio to go see my mom's reception, and uh, I needed to be back the next day for work mm -hmm. early in the morning. So I looked at my girlfriend's. Like, All right, we got to be up five o'clock in the morning. We got to beat Cleveland traffic. We got to get to Georgia quickly. She's like, All right, goes off without a hitch. We get to bed. I set my alarm clock, and my alarm clock dumbly was set to PM instead of AM. Ooh. So I get up. We get up late. It's like all. Oh, Good Lord, we got to get going. So we're rushing. We get stuck in Cleveland traffic trying to get across the border into uh, Kentucky mm -hmm. and Tennessee. And I'm like an hour away from Georgia. It's like, all right, five o'clock. We're in good shape. And then I start hearing my car rattling. I'm like, did you, do you feel that? She's like, yeah, what was that? And all of a sudden the car just dies. We're an hour away from the house. We're on I-75. In Georgia. In, in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. And, the car breaks down in the middle of nowhere in the highway. It's like, oh, my God, are you serious? I got to get to work in the morning. I got to get home. <laughs> so I call. I, we end up spending a good hour or so trying to get a hold of a tow company to mm -hmm. tow us back to Villarica, which is a good hour drive. Yeah, absolutely. So we finally get a hold of someone. like, all right, yeah, we'll come and get you. We wait a good hour, maybe two hours, waiting for this guy. Uh. He shows up. He's got water. It was one of the, It was a hot day. We were didn't have any drinks with us, so... Immediately, I thought the day was turning good. And then when we got to the house, I find out my insurance didn't cover it. I didn't have cash on me. So then... So you had to pay an hour-long tow. How much was that? Uh, that was like... It was about $130. Oh, God. I didn't have the cash on me at the, at that, the moment. That, that actually could have been a lot worse. I've, I've heard of tow bills that are... Oh, it, it, get, it got worse. All right, hang, hang on a second, Alex. We'll let you finish the story after news. All right, buddy? All right, no problem. That, that's one of the worst... That, those are some of the worst times. Waiting for a tow truck... That's that's a bad time to be alive. Or getting your car towed. That's bad, too. <laughs> and trying to pay them Anything off. Anything involving a tow truck <laughs> is bad news. All right, we're going to come back. The worst moment of your life in a not-so-serious way. No deaths, no dismemberments, no getting fired, but having to get your car towed an hour and a half, that's pretty bad. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Had another one. Yeah. This one's yeah. a girl. Right. Let's name a Pam. Same father as the first, but you don't give a damn. Right. Irresponsible, plain not thinking. Yeah. Papa said yeah. chill, but the brother keep winking. Uh -huh. Still he won't down, you would tear out your hide. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Hi, everybody. It's Buford. I push buttons. You got any food I can eat? It's so good. 
to be born in America. Well, men are free. It's so good to be born in America. All the home of the red, the white, and the blue. Welcome back to the show. It is 1037-23 in front of 11. Mark Aram at your beck and call every Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSP. Johnny Kilbasa next hour with the first fast food review of 2016. We're discussing the, uh, in quotation marks, the worst moment of your life spurned by this poor sap that I saw over Christmas break. Um, was walking out of a bar with two girls, both Connecticut Fives, swinging his keys on his finger like this, and like right out of a movie, the keys flew off his finger and straight down a storm drain. Um, it's one of those moments in life where you're just like, you know, nothing's going my way. I want to hear about those moments. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Before the break, Alex was getting towed to Villarica. Alex, your insurance didn't cover it. It was 165 bucks, but that wasn't the kicker of the story. What's the kicker? Well, when we finally got the car brought back to the house, everyone was happy to hear we were okay. No one got hurt. But um, when I told them my insurance was supposed to cover it and it didn't, his boss called me up and said, listen, um, since you can't pay it right now, we're going to have to send the police to your house right now. You're going to end up going to jail for, uh, um, Oh my God. Are you serious? They were going to, they were going to try and arrest me and my girlfriend because she was associated. It was like, I looked at the fine print. I didn't see that it wasn't supposed to cover it. They, the fine print said they would reimburse me for whatever I paid. I didn't have the money on hand. So. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm about to go to jail. My girlfriend's about to go to jail. I have to pay for a tow that I can't do. So we're scrambling around, and we finally managed to get a hold of one of my relatives who were able to uh, get the money. Did you not have a credit card or anything that you could? Nope, nope. I wow. had a debit card, but I used most of the money to take this trip. That yeah, to get from, for a while from and... Cleveland. Oh, so so a relative bailed you out. Yes, thank God. That's, wow. That is that is a crappy story. That's one of the worst moments of your life, Alex. That's exactly what we were looking for. Kenneth's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Kenneth. Hey, fellas. How are you guys doing tonight? What's going on, big boy? All right, I'm going to tell you the big one here. Okay. All right, this one's funny, actually. <laughs> so I had just gotten, just graduated basic training from the Air Force. This is 1992. Mm-hmm. And I came back home uh, for, the, for the week, and uh, this is in Lawrenceville, Georgia. And me and my friend, we decided to head out and go pick up these girls that we knew. And uh, we go to this guy's house. That's where they wanted us to go. We go to this guy's house. And um, the girl, one of the girls, we didn't know her. We had no idea, well, no idea who she, this girl was. Okay. And so she just starts pounding down like vodka, like it was Kool-Aid. Okay. And the girl's probably 17 years old. Oh, and Probably weighs about... 60 pounds. All right. Teeny girl. And anyway, uh, so the girl starts getting sick, whatever. And uh, we kind of drew straws, so to speak, to figure out who was going to take this girl back to this other girl's house. And somehow I got to be the lucky one. So you're you're drink, you're bringing the vodka drunk girl home. Y- yeah, pretty much. Well, here's the good part. <laughs> we head down the street. We're going through the square of Loganville, Georgia. Very familiar with it. Yeah, and the girl just starts heaving, and I'm like, oh, no. In your car? 
in my car. Anyway, yeah. so I said, hey, 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 roll down the window. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. That'll so stop a girl from throwing up. She rolls down the window and yaks out the window right in front of a police car. Uh. Yes. And so, long story short, we got pulled over, arrested. And, whoa, whoa, uh, what'd you get arrested for? Underage drinking. Oh, all right. So like you were half a beer or whatnot, and uh, whatever. Um, but anyway, this girl, I get in the back of this police car. By the way, long story short, they ended up letting me go. But I get in the back of this police car. This girl starts stripping completely naked in the back of this police after car. throwing up. This is after throwing up, and in the police car, she's got drool hanging down from her. And you're in the back seat like, with her. And the cops are laughing their butts <laughs> off. God, so tell me the end of the story is, you know, 22 years later, you're married. Uh, I've been married twice, yes. Not to the to the vodka girl? No. Oh. <laughs> oh, that girl was a hot mess. That I girl was, all right. To be honest, I don't even know her name. That's a, that's a, anytime you're in the back of a police car with a girl throwing up, that's a bad moment in life. I agree with that. Good story, buddy. Uh, Dave's in Kennesaw. Davey, what's going on, man? Peace, brother. Welks, bud. All right, I got a good one for you. About five years ago, I'm at work, and the receptionist from the lobby comes to my cubicle and says that I got some visitors in the lobby. And so I leave my cubicle, go out to the lobby. There's about four guys waiting for me in the lobby. I have no idea who these guys are, thinking they're from the company I work for. They leave me off into this little room, which is an interview room in the lobby, and they whip out federal badges. And proceed to ask me questions about when the last time I spoke to my roommate at the time. What? Turns out my roommate went to some places on the internet he shouldn't have gone to and was being monitored by the feds. Oh, no. And to make matters worse, I find out later on about what it's about. I, I, don't, I can guess. You don't have to tell us. Yeah, I no, know. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> But uh, I asked the guy that's in charge of the team that's monitoring him. I'm like, look, you know, I don't want to be a part of this. You know, yeah. I got to live with this guy. I'm stuck in the lease. He's like, well, look, you know. <laughs> He's you going to, to jail. I, you don't I, have to worry I, about I, the I, lease. <laughs> I need you to keep the lease so we can keep tabs on him. So I'm stuck with this guy for like. So you're like undercover months. on your roommate? Oh, I'm not sucks. undercover. They're keeping tabs on him, but I still got to be stuck living with him while this is all going on for 15 months. Oh, I my. I hadn't talked to him in like five years that was the last time I, you know I, i'm like dude i'm done with you after this wow that's awful <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> really really the bad you have to and live you, there and, and you know me from calling in i mean like i can't drive i don't have a speeding ticket yeah, i've you... never done anything and i get visited by four feds at my work i oh. mean it, it, you know i'm albino i mean I, i'm you albino don't get, <laughs> you, you don't get any than me. i went transparent in the in the interview room oh Gosh, Dave, that's a horrible. That's a horrible moment in life. You're you have to keep it up. The feds too. come. Your in, your roommate's been looking at inappropriate stuff on the internet, but you got to stay with him. You got to live. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I would have been like, no, he's yeah. got to go. Keep tabs on him somewhere else. Ever talk about the story? Talking about the front lobby. I don't think so. So this is uh, <laughs> 2002 or so. Okay. 2002. I don't know the year. Around there. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the traffic center, and I get a call from the front lobby. And the girl at the front lobby is like, hey, Mark, your Uncle Frank's here to visit you. And I'm like, I don't have an Uncle Frank. Call the cops. Like, this is. <laughs> Did you tell her yes. that? Yes. 
<laughs> I'm like, I'm like, Cammy, I don't have an Uncle Frank. Call the cops right now. She's like, okay, okay, okay. And I hang up the phone. I'm like, man, some guy's pretending to be my uncle. He's up in the front. And then I'm like, oh no. Like my dad's best friend was named Frank, and he <laughs> and he always was like, hey, He's like, hey it's, it's Uncle Frank. Frank. So I'm like, that's probably who it is. Oh no. So I call Cammy like. Cancel the cops. I think I know who it is. I, 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 don't call the cops. I go up. Sure enough, it was my dad's best friend, Frank. Um, who, almost, you almost got arrested. I almost got him arrested. I'm like, Cammy, I don't have it, Uncle Frank. Call the cops right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was stupid. Yeah. So he didn't get arrested. It well, was thank good. God. We, we went out to breakfast at the Silver, silver Skillet. It was a nice It was a nice day. Uh, Chris is in Lawrenceville. Chris, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Enjoy the show. Thank you, buddy. Well, my worst moment that ended up being... Uh, no harm, no foul. I was in the Navy. It's like 30 years ago. And um, I found out, I was stationed in Pensacola, I found out you could get free Mac flights anywhere if you just kind of showed up. Show up, yeah. Space available. And um, I had um, been down to Key West once, loved it. Found out there was a flight going to Key West. So I said, and it's coming back on Sunday. So I raced from, I was working like a kind of a day job on base and was um didn't have permission to go anywhere but you technically don't have permission you don't need permission if you just kind of it, it's like regular life you know unless you're going to be gone for an extended period of time so i figured i'm good for the weekend well so i hop this flight go to go to key west have a great time meet a bunch of people so i show back up at the key west air, naval air station to get back to pensacola well the airplanes broke and I said, what do you mean the airplane's broke? Well, oh, no. apparently the airplane that was going to be in Key West to take me back to Pensacola had got caught in some sort of crosswind landing in New Orleans and had been a prop. And so they were grounded in New Orleans and couldn't make it to Pensacola. So you Key are West. not supposed to be in Key West. No. And you have no way to get back to Pensacola from Key West. And you're gonna get screwed. Um, yeah. So Sunday morning, I'm I'm like a wall. Oh no! That, so that, what, real quick, so. what did you what did you do? Well, I called in sick for like three days until they could fix, and I had the secretary kind of covering for me. Oh man, he sounds like crap, you know. <laughs> but they finally fixed the airplane. Finally got it back down there on Wednesday. Oh man! Finished. Two days later. Yes. Oh. Stuck in Key West, staying without. Really, without technically without permission in the BOQ. Sure. You're supposed to have orders, but I... You know, <laughs> yeah, you had orders to party in Key West. Exactly. But <laughs> I ended up making it back. No one's the wiser. Oh, you didn't get in trouble or anything? It could have been. It could have been. Oh, those... Sticky, that's, not, that's not a worst moment. That's a worst three days, because you're biting your nails. I'm biting my nails the whole time, thinking I'm going to be hauled up in front of charges. Oh, I get, it turned out as best it possibly could, I guess. I was in a situation like that once. I was flying back from Connecticut for Christmas, and I got a it's Sunday night flight, Sunday afternoon flight. I got to be on TV in the morning, and my flight gets diverted to Cincinnati from Hartford because of snow, and then I get grounded in Cincinnati, and I'm like, I've got to be. On, I'm on TV tomorrow. Like I got to get home, and they're like, we don't care, you know? <laughs> yeah, who are you? You're in Cincinnati, buddy. Go sleep on a bench. And I, I thought I was going to get fired. I wound up someone covered for me uh, the next morning. That's a tough...
Those are tough moments. More of your tough moments as I over-talk the... Uh, yeah, you ran off the bed. <laughs> ran off the bed, Turnbull. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Again, uh, if you follow me on Instagram uh, in this hour, I will uh, follow you back at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. We'll be right back. More of your calls. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Great story so far. Worst moment of your life. Not death, not dismemberment, no one getting fired, but a moment that was just awful. John's in Alpharetta. John, welcome to the show. Hey, it's John the bartender here in Alpharetta. I'm uh, trying to be quick because I know it's the top of the hour. Um, uh, my girlfriend and I in 1995... Uh, lived in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Her girlfriend came to her best friend, another two girl story. Her best friend <laughs> flew in to visit us. We, my father gave us his nice Bronco too, so that we could drive through Yellowstone with her. So we drive all the way through Yellowstone. There's porcupines and foxes and bison and moose and elk, and all this bears and whatnot. And we drive all the way up into Montana to the first bar we could get to and get drunk. And then we drive back through after camping on the way up there. We're driving back home to Jackson Hole. For us. We were there for the summer and from Florida State. And a uh, car breaks down, fuel filter filled up. And uh, we had to hitchhike back to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, all the way through Yellowstone Park, drunk. Oh, my goodness. That's a long way. Yeah, that's a long story. Anyhow, I'll let you guys go. I know you got more to that's do. That's Jackson Hole, though. That's God's country right there, my friend. That's beautiful. And you had two ladies with you. Le- uh, Nathan's in Loganville. Nathan, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, Nate. So, back in 2000, I stationed at Fort Carson. It's wintertime. Me and some buddies go to Denver to a club. There all night. On the way home, coming down the interstate, it had snowed. And there's about three or four inches of pure snow on the ground. And I'm taking it easy. And I decided I'm going to scare my friend who's asleep in the back seat. So I kind of jostle my steering wheel a little bit. Lose control of my car. Oh, my gosh. And I go sideways on the interstate, off the interstate, hit an embankment of snow. And then it's like a tidal wave coming over my windshield. I can see the tree just before I get covered. I hit the tree. That's the beginning. I'm able to get my car out of that ditch and back on your state and drive it. The bumper and everything's all dented in. One week later, same place coming back through downtown Denver again, packed snow. I'm creeping down downtown Denver. Coming up to a red light, it turns green. So I'm, I'm probably doing like 15 miles an hour because it's all snowy. And I look to my left and come, I don't know if you've ever been in downtown Denver, but they've got those steep hills coming down. Yeah, absolutely. And I look to the left and there's a box truck sliding. Right into you. And it's in slow motion. Like, oh, there goes, <laughs> I made it to one, not going to make it to the, to the next one. Just, just to reiterate, the first one that happened on the interstate was because you were jacking around with your friend. You wanted uh-huh. to scare him. Lesson learned there, buddy. Lesson yeah, learned there. Yeah. Took the front end of my car off. Basically. Oh, everything was all right. You were okay though. Oh yeah, we were all good except for he got out. People who saw it tried to catch him. He got back in his truck and took off. And the cops were like, "Sorry, dude, you're just, your insurance gonna take the hit on this one." Oh gosh, I had I had one wipeout story. I was delivering uh, for a bakery in Connecticut in college. Okay. Like getting up at three in the morning and delivering right. bread and donuts and crap like that. That's why you can do this job. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still I'm still not a morning person. I've never been a morning person. Anyway, so I'd have to go to the bakery, fill up this van of all this baked goods, and then go deliver them. And it had snowed the day before. So but the snow was kind of slushy. It wasn't you know, right. icy. It was but it was still, you know, I'm still trying to keep it under the speed limit. And I'm driving <laughs> down Route two oh two in Litchfield, Connecticut. And I'm just, you know, driving along. I'm going, the speed limit's probably 50, and I'm going like 35, you know, just keeping it. And I start spinning out. 
uncontrollably. And because the the roads hadn't been paved and it wasn't uh, packed snow, it was slush, all this slush came up and covered every window of the van. So it went to total blackout. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> total blackout. And I'm, and I'm just uncontrollably spinning, and there's slush all over the front and side windows, so I can't see anything. So I don't know if I'm sliding into oncoming traffic, if I'm going off the road, anything. Finally, the car comes to a stop, and I'm like still holding the wheel like this. Yeah. Turn on the wipers. I'm in the other li- other lane facing the wrong way of traffic. Oh, they so, thought it was three in the morning. Yeah. No, this was like it was oh, like it was seven. Like, like, oh, yeah, it was toward uh, the end of the shift. Wow. I th- I thought I was dead. That I'm was glad a, you're not. That was a tough moment in my life. Yeah, we wouldn't be. Four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty one eight hundred WSB Talk. More of your stories next. This is the Mark Aram Show. Must have seen you.